This is the Tom Baker Show. Hello and welcome back to the Tom Baker Show. It is good to have you with us. Uh, if you're with us for the first time, welcome. Glad to have you aboard. If you're a uh, listener, if you've been listening since we started this show uh, last year, uh, we really appreciate you and uh, we're glad that you're back with us. Uh, we took a little bit of a break uh, for the holidays and we're back here and we've got Brandon Hanks back with us. Brandon is a 410 sprint racer, also um, a young man who is uh, making his way up the ladder in uh, insurance and in the insurance business. Um, high cash value life insurance. Become your own bank if you're intrigued by that. Um, then Brandon definitely has something for you, and it is totally legit, um, but we'll get to that later. So let's talk high-limit sprint car stuff first because that's what we're here for. Of course, when we have Brandon on, um, oh, about a month and a half ago now, I guess it was, maybe, um, we the high-limit announcement uh, had just come out, which was that um, Tony Stewart's all-star circuit of champions was purchased by Brad Sweet and Kyle Larson and was going to be sort of now become an expanded version of the high limit series for 410 sprint cars that Kyle and Brad had this year. Now the midweek series is going to stay kind of a separate um, piece that's going to happen. And then there are now, uh, a lot more shows in this uh, in this series than when it was the All-Stars, and it's become more of a national series, too. So, Brandon Hanks, welcome back to the show. It is great to have you back on. And I think uh, where I want to start here is uh, when you and I talked the last time, we had just gotten the announcement. It, we were still devoid of a lot of detail about what Kyle and Brad were going to do with this. Um has this so far been developing as you suspected it would? Because I, there are a few things that they've pulled out of their hat that I was kind of blown away by. Yeah, no. Well, I appreciate you having me back. It's always fun to do a little talking about racing. But uh, uh, did it develop how I thought it would? Maybe halfway. Uh, there's several things that have really intrigued me, and there's several that didn't. Uh, of course, we kind of we had no we had no detail when we talked about this before. No. Uh, we didn't know about which racetracks. We didn't know uh, all the drivers that were going to go. If you know, if half the outlaws were going to jump ship and go, and not to mention we didn't even know anything about a charter that came after you know a couple weeks later. So I mean, it's still rel- rel- relatively new news. So yeah. um, a lot of lot of things have come out that, that no i didn't expect um but yeah it was it was really fun to speculate though with no details but it was it was fun to just let your imagination go wild so <laughs> uh it was it was fun but now that we know a little more uh i don't even know where to where to start like where, well, where should we even start tracks drivers where, where are we going let's start with the size of the schedule um right. you know the the all-star series um, wasn't nearly this this many races. It was close, but it wasn't it, it wasn't sixty. And and it was it was a more of a regional series. I think we we did speculate correctly on on our last show. We said that we thought that they were going to take this, you know, national. to more of a national, you know, right. because um, it was it's it's pretty obvious that you know they're trying to directly compete with. The world of outlaws, um, and so you know, sixty races nationally gives this an entirely different aspect than when it was, you know, the the all stars. Um, now, there, you know, there are obviously some tracks that have defected, some tracks that have remained outlaw tracks, and there are a couple of tracks, uh, probably more than a couple uh, at this point, that are actually hosting one of each. Um, right. And sort of, uh, 
you know, playing it right down the middle like uh, good little political uh, soldiers that they are. Um, <laughs> because if I owned a racetrack, that's what I would want to do, right? You don't want to yes. you don't want to lose a, a race if you can have one of each. That's better. So, I mean, what's your take on what you see for the schedule? I mean, again, you're a you're a 410 sprint car racer. I mean, what is your take from a, a racer's point of view as to what you're seeing from the 24 schedule? Yeah, so when it came to the schedule, my mind has kind of changed slightly. Not as Maybe not as much, uh, maybe not a lot, but it's changed slightly. I know in the last show we talked, I was saying, like, well, High Limit's going to have a lot more, you're going to have a lot more time off. You're going to have more weeks off and, yeah. you know, all these things. But the truth is, I don't think that's entirely true. Nope. I know that uh, the Outlaws have got technically 20 more scheduled races, but, you know, High Limit's, they don't have, you know, Knoxville Nationals and right. uh, Four Crown. Like, there's a lot of um, big money races that are not going to be on their schedule um, that are the crown jewel, so to speak. And so, I mean, if, if high limits off and I don't have both, I've got the high limit schedule pulled up right here in front of me, but I don't have uh, Outlaws, but yeah. I don't have them to compare, but if there's weeks off and then there's a crown jewel going on, just like, you know, Knoxville nationals, I mean, you're going to go, if you're a 410 racer and you're sure. racing for a living, you're going to race. So no, you're not going to have as much time off as I originally thought. Uh, so you can kind of pretty much about throw that out the window. And we did predict they would go nationally, which we were hearing a lot of rumors flying around about, you know, they wanted to go out West and calling, Brad or from that area anyway, and they, you know, they wanted, I'm sure they wanted to bring their own series back home and sure. give their drivers, their, you know, their folks something to see, and so we kind of predicted that, um, so that didn't, that didn't entirely surprise me, but, uh, yeah, I'm a little disappointed you wouldn't have as much time off as you, as I originally thought, but, I mean, it's still, it's still, I think, going to be a pretty good, pretty good thing, um, uh, I, um, uh, you know, before, like you said, with the All-Stars, it was more of like a northeastern kind of series, and they would kind of dabble a little bit in the Mid-South. Like, All-Stars would come to uh, Lake Ozark, or maybe they would hit I-70 or, you know, something like that. They'd come down here a little bit, but they didn't um, dabble a whole lot. But, I mean, now we're talking about they're coming to uh, Lucas Oil Speedway, and they're coming to... Riverside, they're coming to uh, what else? I mean, there's all there's all kind of stuff down here. The Texas Motor Speedway. I mean, there's a lot of things down here that they're going to hit. Uh, the Oklahoma racetracks, Outlaw Speedway. That's a really fun place. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, there, there's 81 Speedway, Red Dirt, Southern Oklahoma, Selena High Banks. That's a really fun racetrack. I mean, there's so there's a lot of good places that they're going to. That um, I think I think it's going to be good. Um, which I don't want to get too far off subject, but, um, you know, with the 410s coming around more so here, plus outlaw races, that, that also brings up more questions, too, for guys in our area because, you know, in the past, we've been dominantly 360s, and now you've got outlaws and high limit, uh, not to mention power eye, that all kind of hit all throughout the year with 410 racing right you know right here closer to home and so uh the question that we've had in my area a lot more lately has been about you know well is this a good time to go 410s because you know 360 racing has already gotten pretty expensive it's not much more expensive to go 410s and and race for more money and so when these guys come to town uh, you know would you rather have a 410 and go go dabble in that or would you rather keep your 360 but uh you know short track nationals got changed to a, a 410 race now oh, so wow. yeah and so um you know it's obviously i-30's gone but uh and it's at 67 speed right yeah. now and um they felt like they should go 410s now so which i didn't even know that originally it was a 410 race uh back in the, oh i didn't either i thought yeah, it was always first, 360 yeah, the first two races were 410 races, and then they went 360 because 360s got so popular in, in the area, um, and they were cheaper. And um, so, anyway, supposedly the reason was to go back to their roots as a 410. So I don't, I don't fall for that. I think that uh, the 410s are growing, and I think, uh, I think that maybe they they see a financial gain 
to come okay. from the 410 stuff. I, sure. But, um, you know, hopefully what they – I think what's happening there is I think they're looking to get more traffic from uh, these high-limit and outlaw guys to come through and, and maybe run that race. Um, but anyway, so what I'm, what I'm getting at is uh, – the high, high limit has started something, I think. Uh, what, what's been kind of progressive over the last couple of years, you've had MOA and, and a couple other series, and, and then uh, Power Eye created a 410 series, and now you got two uh, national 410 series that are coming up, and they're going to battle it out now. And so it's it's creating a storm, I think, and it and really makes me wonder about where 360 racing is going too. So... Uh, there's probably just as many questions being brought up, the more answers we find out. So uh, it's 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 uh, it's going to be the off season is not over yet, but it's still uh, it's still going strong. Uh, yeah, we're getting sure. more and more news and, and more and more questions. Do you think, Brandon, that I mean, when you look at the schedule, is it is do you think it's too much of a of a jump from what we have with the all-stars to this in the first year do you think it's appropriate do you think it's kind of what you thought it might be i mean you know there's quite a uh you're an all-star team and you're not necessarily maybe one of the top three or four guys or whatever um you know you've you've got to travel a lot farther to follow this whole series than you did the all-stars i mean what's your do you feel like the schedule's reasonable for year one for, for the high limit to expand, or do you think, I mean, what are your thoughts there? Well, let's ask, uh, let's ask you know, Justin Peck and uh, Brett Marks and all those guys. I mean, they, they, uh, they've jumped on this ship, and clearly it's not too much for them. Yeah, but, fair enough. I mean, I mean <laughs> uh, and again, they're being incentivized to do it. Uh, I well, mean, yeah, true. if if you if you were in the northeast area or wherever, if yeah, I mean, you're you're pretty let down because now you can't hit all the all star races if you're not able to travel uh, or willing to. So yeah, I mean, that, that's a downer. But um, you know, but a lot of these guys race they race cars for a living, and you know, with the benefit of uh, and I'm sorry, I'm, I keep jumping around on you, but the charter system. So now, I mean, now the charter system has thrown in a wrench and that incentivized a lot of these guys hey if you know yeah this is going to be a national schedule now but uh there could be a lot of uh benefits to read here uh well, if we go and, and we do this thing so let's jump in here um and and okay you mentioned the charter system so explain now how this charter is going to work this obviously is you know, an idea that, that you know, is, has been derived that Kyle has brought over from NASCAR, um, you know, but explain the high limit version of the charter system. Because uh, at first when I saw this, I found it to be a little bit lacking. But the more I look at it, the more I kind of get it. But I personally, I still don't think it goes far enough, but at least it's a start. So explain what the charter system is. Well, so how I'm understanding it so far is that uh, there is no, you're not, if, if you win the championship, you're, you're not getting points fund money. You, what you're getting is 50% of the revenue from flow. So Correct. whatever, <laughs> sorry, excuse me. Sorry. But the question I have is how, how is that being figured? Because, and you might have the answer to this. We haven't spoken about it yet. But how are how are what what fifty percent fifty percent of what? So there are people that will buy flow to watch wrestling. Okay, so you know you can't go off of views because what about the folks that bought flow for wrestling and they and they switch over and they see the sprint car race <laughs> and they start watching the sprint car race. So you can't go off of views because if that's the case, well then you got to start paying wrestlers fifty percent. You know, you get what I'm saying. So I'm kind of confused <laughs> well, <laughs> as to how how that's going to work. I don't. Like I'm not sure about the wrestler part, but that is the same question I had. See, I was hoping you'd be able to answer it because no, that, I, I think, thought you may no, have some better information than me. I the the problem that I see with this is exactly what you just said because um, flow yeah. doesn't flow unless flow is going to be very transparent about. You know, this is how many viewers are specifically, but here's the problem. As you say, and for, for those listening, 
flow, the way that it works is if I want what's on flow, I spend a one-time charge of 150 bucks or so a year, and I can watch everything that's on flow um, racing and, and flow, uh, you know, and so flow sports, flow they, have, sports. They, have, so, they have wrestling, they've got baseball, right. soccer, they've, they've got all kinds of things. It's so not just dirt racing. So how, how do we know, um, how much specific revenue, um, is being generated by those who are, you know, and so the only, uh, the only thing I can come up with, and again, we'll have to wait and see what, you know, what gets explained later on. But um, the only thing I can come up with is that perhaps what they're going to do is assign some value to. Um, so it's, you know, so much per thousand views or whatever. Um, and, you know, and do it that way. And, and, and that's how they do it. But um, I think that the the conversation that I had with some folks at PRI and the conversation of performance racing industry trade show for those who don't know, uh, which happened a couple of weeks ago in Indianapolis. Um, and, and then some, some conversation I've had with a couple of others since then, everyone seems to be thinking this is going to be a rather astronomical number, but I, I just don't know how they're going to calculate it. So I'm I'm always weary of things that 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 seem vague. And um, this, for the moment, and again, I'm not trying to insinuate anything that that you know. I'm not suggesting that there's any shadiness or anything like that. I'm just saying we need more information on this because that's why. You know, I'm looking at this going, well, I think the way that it looks like is they're going to, you know, the top five after this year and the top five after next year. So 10 chartered teams. But then then I'm saying, well, that's, you know, maybe that's better than the outlaws. But maybe I don't know. What's the number going to be? That's going to be the question. And uh, then it's still only 10 charters. So, you know, you're still kind of relying on uh, a number of local cars to compete. So um, I don't know, Brandon, I th- this is a, the, the charter thing is still a bit of a head scratcher because I think there's too much information that we lack right now to make an informed decision, whether it's a great thing or not. Yeah. Well, we lack, we lack the knowledge of what's going on. I, I surely, I feel like with as many guys that have jumped ship, wherever, whatever knows. it is they were doing, sure. somebody knows. Yeah. And I have a feeling that these conversations are going on behind closed doors. They're saying this is how it's going to work. Uh, you know, I, to get Rico to join High Limit full-time, because he, to me, he's always been a true outlaw, Yeah. Uh, going and doing as he pleases. So to, to lock down somebody like Rico, uh, they they must have something good up their sleeve. So yeah. um, I don't know what that is yet. I've wondered if there's going to be like a – uh, maybe a small fee, a charge, an extra charge to flow, uh, specifically for high limit. I, other I than that, not. I don't, I don't, I hope not either, but I don't, I don't know how else you do it. Um, cause that's been one of the questions I've had and nobody that I know of has had an answer. Well, uh, so here's the thing is, is flow, flow knows how many people tune into a race. Like they, right. they can, they, they can see, um, you know, the, the stream and how many viewers are. So flow will have a, a, a set, you know, specific. Now I, I, again, I think the question becomes, well, sure, but you know, no matter what that number is, let's just say it's a hundred thousand. Cause it just jumped into my head. Um, a hundred thousand people. Well, how much per person is being assigned to this charter thing and 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 then the next question is is it getting divided equally among the five teams which i assume it would but um i i mean it's i find that to be sort of the most nebulous uh but but i've got to think that i i just have to have enough faith in kyle and brad uh you know that if they're going to put this out there it's going to be substantial enough to to make the impact they think it's going to you know want it to make because um otherwise they're going to have a lot of disgruntled people at the end of year yeah. one <laughs> so well i i think uh, like i said earlier i i think they've got something figured out yes. they, they, they just, just haven't, haven't told released us. 
Yeah. I mean, they they haven't told us, and uh, for all these guys to go and do this, I I feel like that uh, we just don't have all the information yet. But uh, the I mean, the other question I have is, okay, so what happens? What happens after 2024? So in 2025, it's like, all right, we got five more spots. Do you think any more outlaws leave? Because well, if the, it, because what I'm what I'm getting at is if the outlaws don't don't come back with something similar, and I honestly think they will. I think they'll have some kind of charter system themselves. They'll have to do something, um, you know, it, especially if these these team owners start making a lot of money at high limit over the next year. So uh, I think if if the outlaws don't do something and you don't jump ship, you're going to regret it. That's how I'm looking at it right now. But I do think the outlaws are going to come up with their own – their own little system. I don't know what that system would be, but I'm sure they're going to come up with an answer. And we'll be back with more Brandon Hanks on the Tom Baker show right after this. Hey there, barbecue enthusiasts. Are you tired of boring sauces that leave your taste buds snoozing? Well, I've got something that'll make your mouth water and your ribs shout for joy. Wiggity Wayne sauces. Wiggity Wayne Sauces brings you a complete line of barbecue sauces, ketchups, and rubs with flavors from mild to wild. They've got everything you need to take your grill game to the next level. Picture this. Juicy, succulent meat slathered in their mouth-watering habanero sauce, giving it just the right amount of kick. Or how about some lip-smacking, kicking hickory sauce that'll transport your taste buds straight to Flavortown. But wait, there's more. They've got apple pie moonshine sauce that'll have you thinking grandma's cooking up dessert on the grill. And for those who like it bold, their Carolina bold sauce will have you shouting yeehaw with every bite. But hold on to your spatulas, folks. They've got an exclusive offer just for you. Visit wiggityweinsauces.com today and get a mouth-watering 20% off your first order. That's right, 20% off. So don't sleep on this deal, folks. Head on over to wiggityweinsauces.com and let your taste buds go wild with their amazing flavors. Your grill and your belly will thank you. Welcome back to the show. Brandon Hanks is with us. We're talking high limit and we're talking world of outlaws and uh, the whole sort of sprint car wars and and really focusing on high limit uh, on this show uh, specifically because so much has happened, and we've been discussing the, uh, the, the charter announcement and kind of speculating as to what that could be, because it lacks so much detail. Um, but you've mentioned a couple of different times uh, so far, Brandon, about the number of drivers that have come out and said that uh, they're committing to, to high limit for next year. They're on the bandwagon already. And now I'm curious, first of all, um, because Donnie Schatz didn't. Donnie Schatz is running with the World of Outlaws. That may not necessarily surprise me, but I think what when you think about who owns the, the team that Donnie races for and the fact that, you know, Tony is the one that sold his series to Kyle and Brad to become high limit, I think you and I both assumed that Donnie would probably go, and he didn't. He stayed with the Outlaws. Yeah. Talk about sort of the drivers on both sides here, you know, um, tell us who's going where as much as you can. And then, you know, how much, how much of this has, has taken you by surprise? Well, what took me surprised, it's not necessarily that it was because Tony sold the series to Kyle and Brad that Donnie would go. It was the comments that Tony was making about the outlaws caring about their drivers. Uh, and their teams, and and I thought, well, that's probably a for sure sign that the 15's yeah. going high limit. And so when they announced uh, tr- uh, Outlaw Forever was the hashtag or whatever it was, something similar, something like that. Yeah. But that that kind of I thought, well, oh, okay. So I, I guess it couldn't have been too bad. Yeah, what well, uh, changed? <laughs> yeah, like yeah, what what did change? But um, you know, I don't know if maybe Donnie had something to say about that. I I don't know. I'm not really sure. But uh, that that was kind of odd to me. I really expected him to jump ship. Um, the the shark racing split 
that that's pretty cool. I, I find mean, that really, to be shrewd. Really? Why? Well, because now you've got one going after all the money at High Limits and the other one going after the Outlaw title. I mean, you've kind of got the ground covered, you know, within your organization. That that I find that to be kind of a shrewd move that, you know, you've basically, um, instead of putting all your eggs in one basket, you've you've sent one driver over to, to High Limit and then you've still got the other guy chasing what what we at least perceive would be a weakened outlaws field, right? So you give yourself a chance at two championships. Right. I think it's pretty cool myself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you know, so that that was pretty cool. And I had thought that maybe both of those guys would go high limit, but uh, having Jacob go uh, made a little more sense. I know. I know. I, I know. I said earlier about you know having more time off is not really going to be what i thought it would but uh, you know for jacob uh he doesn't have to go and run all that other stuff i think he really truly did want more time so i think it, he'll probably just stick to the high limit schedule and he he might go run knoxville or something but um but uh let's see who else uh sheldon hodgefield staying out at uh, the world of outlaws that i don't know i was kind of on the fence about that one um i, I thought maybe again his car owners were kind of throwing a fit too yeah. and you know they didn't have a lot of good things to say and so i kind of thought well they very well might go as well and it's why in the beginning i thought man high limit's going to be super packed and, and who's going to be left because there were so many people talking you know badly about what the outlaws had going but um it, it clearly didn't phase phase them as much as they were claiming, but uh, I mean, still looking at the list of drivers that's high limit versus outlaws here. I mean, I would consider I would consider Shoehart, Gravel, Shots, and Hoddenshield as tier one. You know, tier one drivers, best of the best. You know, can can win on any given week. Sure. Um, and then I mean, you've got. Uh, Zierfoss, I think he, you know, not quite there yet. Of course, Bill Rose, Crawley's going to be there. Uh, Baylog, Baylog was uh, an odd one. Uh, I didn't see that coming. I don't think anybody did. But, um, you know, I haven't really seen him on a schedule like this and and seeing what he can truly do. And I I, I don't put him tier one. But no, I'd uh, say tier two. I'd say tier two at least. Selzy, he's kind of teeter totter in between the two i think one and a half um yeah he's about <laughs> one and a half noah of course i know he's not sure but not sure one but boy you go over here to the high limit and uh, you've got spencer baston who jumped ship of yep. course casey kane which yep. we kind of figured well, that would happen well, i mean if brad sweet smart yeah, <laughs> we, we kind of figured that of course yeah. brad knew that but um spencer baston uh he's he's kind of one and a half too <laughs> Parker Price, he's kind of one and a half, I think. Uh, Justin Peck, uh, I think Justin Peck is kind of like a, a Sheldon Hotchill 2.0. I think he is, uh, he's very aggressive and he is, he can be the show. He's a lot of fun to watch. So, yes. Uh, I would, I would put him up there. Corey Day, he, he's pretty similar. Brent Marks, boy, that's, uh, that'll be exciting. I mean, Brent, he's a, he's a winner. He can go out and win any given week. So, yes. There's another tier one, of course, Rico Abreu. We don't even have to go there. Zeb Wise, he's obviously the recent yep. all-star champ. Uh, Chris Windham, uh, he's he's tier two, I think. Uh, Brennan, Brennan Crouch, uh, there was a lot of people doing backflips over him going high limit. I don't even know why. <laughs> he's um, got a lot of fans. Yeah, Corey Eliason, <laughs> he must. Uh, Corey Eliason, obviously tier one. There's a lot more pull over here at the high limit. Uh, uh, Tanner Thorson. Uh, Tanner well, Thorson. Gonna, was, yeah, say that. Is that was that's a really he's tier one without a wing. I don't know about with the wing. Well, I don't really see him with the wing very much. But um, you know, you you can't turn away a, a chili bowl champion. And no, he's obviously very good. But um, I'll be interested to see what he can do with the wing on. But um, there's a lot more. There's a lot more talent sitting over here in the high limit series uh i joked with uh with my dad a couple of days back I was like, geez i keep adding people to this high limit series that high limit race is going to be hard to make it really yeah. uh i'll have a better chance at the outlaw race than i will the high limit but um yeah that it's it's going to be 
it's going to be a lot of fun. I think I think you've got a you've got a packed uh, series coming in, in 2024, and I think uh, I think a lot of these guys are going to be chasing they're going to be chasing that that charter they want in on it. Whether it's whether it's going to be um, a money maker or not, they they're going to find out. So. Uh, it'll be it'll be interesting for sure. It's a powerful carrot that the charter is, um, and I and I I'm sure that swayed a few people. Um, you know, Thorson was kind of one of the latest to to announce, and um, and I think Tanner. I mean, you know, I I think Tanner's one of these guys that you you put him in anything and he'll figure out how to drive it. So I I, I don't worry about him being competitive if the car is he will be just fine. Um, mm-hmm. But when I look at the outlaws side of this. I think what's interesting to me is I feel like now, and I, I know this is going to sound like I'm disrespecting the outlaws, but I'm I'm I mean this in a very specific sense of how I'm saying it, which is that I feel like now if I'm one of the Pennsylvania posse, if I'm a dare you know daredevil Devin Borden, or I'm I'm somebody like that who. Um, you know, who who runs and wins in Pennsylvania, for example, and the outlaws come to town now, I feel like I've suddenly got a better chance to win. And you know what, Brandon? That's for to sure. me, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, no no kidding. Um I mean even me here yeah, at home, you're, I, I, exactly. don't, I don't I don't I don't know uh where we'll stack up exactly, but I mean still I mean if you take out all these guys I just mentioned that jumped ship and yep. went Yep. went over to high limit and they're going to be busy. Well, I I think I've got more room to succeed here. So, um, you know, put myself in the right spot and get a good qualifying because qualifying is, is going to make or break your night, you know. Yep. So we go out there and we can qualify decent. Who knows? And in the right situation, we might could get up there and contend. So uh, it helps me. <laughs> so I'm, I'm glad that uh, – I'm glad for my sake that a couple of these guys have done what they're doing. But um, – no, I, I I think this opens up opportunities for other people um, throughout the country uh, to go out and win one of these things. So uh, it, it'll be uh, – I think it'll be fun to watch on both sides. And, and someone we didn't mention a second ago, uh, Carson Macedo, it took him a while. Oh, that's to, right. Yeah, he was another yeah, it, it, it took it took him a minute to kind of decide. And I, I, I think um, they had to they, – they, they were on the fence for sure if it took them that long. Uh, to decide, uh, and you know, there's other people we haven't even mentioned, like Tyler Courtney. Where's Tyler Courtney going to go? Yeah, you there's know, still a lot of questions. We're there's still, the se- yeah, there's still several people that haven't said anything. So, uh, and and again, I've heard rumors that there's at least four more that are talking about high limit. And well, if that's the case, you've almost got a, a whole field that's committed. Well, and there again, now to me, that kind of expands the point that I just made. Right. You know, when you and I talked talked a, a, a month or so ago after the announcement was made, I think we were all kind of wondering, you know, it's kind of like if, if, if I'm, you know, if I'm Brian Carter in the World of Outlaw, folks, I'm, I'm you know, I'm, a, I'm in a little bit of a panic right now. Well, yeah. looking at this now, I'm sort of starting to, to wonder if, if at the end of the day, at least for the moment, maybe, depending on who you are. I mean, if you're obviously, if you're, you know, if you're um, Brad Sweet or you're Rico or whoever, well, sure, you're going to go run high limit because you can and you got an unlimited budget. Just go do it. If you're Brandon Hanks, I'm suddenly wondering if the world of outlaws all of a sudden doesn't look even more appealing now because you're missing a few of those upper level teams that that are you know beating you up with their wallets basically and you're going to have more of an opportunity for some of the tier two guys and the local guys to come in and 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 win and make a you know win a bigger purse or make some extra money running the outlaw show and 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 you know if the high limit series doesn't start suddenly looking like you know the series for the wealthy um because that's it's it's i mean i'm sort of seeing that vibe already in some ways. Yeah. Well, what happens too after the, the charters are locked in and after 2026 too, right. do, you know, does somebody decide, all right, well, we didn't get our charter, so uh, how about we look at the outlaws again? Let's look at what right. they got going on. So, like, yeah. this could, it could, you know, even out. It might could even even out after yeah. two or three years. So, yeah. who, who knows? Uh, no, 
you're you're very generous, but I, I'm still a I'm still more of a power eye Moa, Moa guy right now. Well, but uh, but again, but, what I'm uh, saying is, like you no, said, you I, get I, four or five more that commit, and you got most of a right. field already. Right. No, I I know what you're saying, you but know. um, no, I, I know what you're saying, but um, I don't no, know that we I, thought I about I, that at first. Right. And I I agree with I agree with what you're saying, but um. Yeah, I, I, that's another thing that I have, though, is once these top ten are locked in, it's kind of like, all right, well, who's out, and what do they do at that point? Do they keep chasing? Because, right. you know, the top ten, as I said earlier, they're not. there is no points fund. You get 50% of whatever flow got going on, whatever yeah. that is. Yeah. Uh, and we'll find out that later, I'm sure. But, you know, but from 11th on back, if you've committed to the full thing, full to the full season, you, uh, you're going to get a points front points fund. Then, um, I don't know what points is going to pay from 11th on back, but, um, I don't know. There's, there's still more, I still got more questions. Like I said, the more answers we get, it's like it raises more questions. So, um, this will be fun to keep, keep, uh, keep a watch on and, and, uh, keep up to date on and, uh, see if we get some more answers. But, um, but no, I I agree. I think right now with uh, the the outlaws being a little more limited as to driver talent, uh, I'm not saying. I mean, obviously, it's still going to be very. See, I don't want to say talent. I want to say that they're losing some of the upper echelon in terms the, of the, the resources and the big teams. Right. I to me, I don't know that that necessarily makes a world of outlaw race less exciting. We saw, look at um, we we when Kyle and Bell and whoever ditched the chili bowl. Did you really enjoy the chili bowl any less? Because I sure didn't. I think I've enjoyed it more. Yeah. I <laughs> mean, that's it. Well, I mean, every year it was the Bell Larson show. Yeah. You had 400 cars in a building. And so, but 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 you already knew, well, which one's it going to be? Bell well, or yeah. Larson. So, I mean, you kind of you kind of already knew that. Yeah. Um, but, uh, no, I... I get what you're saying. Um, I, I think, don't think... The, this could be sneaky. I the the world of outlaws. It, it's almost like I feel like there may be two winners here because high limit obviously exists for the purpose of big money, and you know yeah. they're catering to the to that sort of thing. The outlaws yeah. may end up winning as well, just based on the fact that it could actually get more attention and have some better stories in terms of people who are jumping up and winning the races. And I don't think, I don't want to say less talent because I think if I put you in a Tony Stewart racing car, you go up, run for wins. I I think there are, I think it's just in a, in a way. and, And I don't think any of us thought about it immediately after this happened, but like this could actually in a way strengthen the world of outlaws um, just from the sense of it could end up being sort of, <laughs> dare I say, a working man sprint car series. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. Who would have Who would have thought who that thought? was even possible? <laughs> I you mean, know, but no, you're right. There, there, and there could be a lot more people that we see jump up and and can go out and win these outlaw yeah. races. You know, and so like it could be, it could still be really exciting. Um, when, I think you so. Know, when they're when they're going out throughout the country, and and you've got some some heavy hitters that run at these local racetracks can go over there and they might can can compete yeah um because uh no i i agree i agree with what you're saying you know uh, i know for people listening that's not fun to listen to the people that agree uh well but, i mean well but, <laughs> i see what you i i, I, know I can, where you're going I, can there. I can start an argument well i mean there's no to, there's but. just no reason to well i mean you know we don't do fake stuff on the show um yeah. <laughs> you know we say what we think and and i just feel like um as i look at this it's like you said it's going to be fun to watch this evolve because we're, we're we're sure to get more announcements after the first of the year. I don't expect anything the rest the rest of this week, obviously, um, and maybe not even you know the first week of twenty four. But I think as you get to the Chili Bowl, you're going to start hearing more stuff, and and more and more people are going to announce one way or the other. And and honestly, I'm I now I look at you know if I'm the world of outlaws, it's like all right, well. Hey, you know, we're going to go do our thing. It was a little late for them to to do anything drastic anyway. They had already announced and had most, you know, everything in place. It's like, 
So we'll just uh, we'll get a whole year to sort of watch what these guys are doing over there. And I mean, I think the biggest loss for the Outlaws has been it's, it seems like every week we get an announcement that another ex World of Outlaws staff member is going to work for for uh, High Limits. So, yeah, that's something we haven't even mentioned. But yeah. like you know, the whole Chase Rodman thing. Yeah. Um, so I listened to a show. Uh, I listened to the Chaz. I don't know if you've ever even heard yep. of the Chaz. Yes, sir. Okay. Yep. okay. All right. So well, he was on Good the Chaz show. and. And, uh, you know, Chase, after Thanksgiving, like after Thanksgiving Day, was was talking about, you know, like he already knew he was going to be working with the World of Outlaws. Yeah. In just a matter of days, you know, he, he was offered uh, the the position with High Limit. And so, you know, it, that changed awfully quick. But well, uh, but like in, like he said on that show was that, uh, you know, it, it, Johnny Gibson isn't going anywhere anytime soon. And he was looking for an opportunity to, to move up Go in that world. And, yep. and, and so, uh, and he even admitted that he wasn't the first choice, but you know, he, he got the opportunity and he took it. And I don't, I don't blame him. Not at um, all. not at all. I mean, Hey, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's really funny how a lot of that talent from the outlaws has gone over the high limit, but, um, you know, and, and I don't, uh, I don't speak, to, to Mike Hess very often. I've spoke with him plenty of times in the past and hung out with him at Chili Bowl a lot when he he'll race his midget at Chili Bowl. Yep. And, um, so I've had conversations with him. Super good guy. Um, I do wonder, um, you know, had he just gone to the high limit race that night to, you know, maybe help out? Did he really, did he know that already, he would be yeah. let go or did he already know, like, you know, this is what I'm going to do next year, and, you know, whatever happens, happens. I, I really am curious to know, you know, how all that unfolded. The Chase Rodman thing, I didn't, you know, I, I that kind of blew my mind. He already knew, like, oh, I'm going to be in Outlaws next year, and, you know, he just kind of going about his business, and then, boom, in, in a matter of days, that all changed. Yeah. But the Mike Hess thing, um, I don't know. I haven't heard anything about that yet. He hasn't. To my knowledge, I haven't seen anything or heard anything about him explaining how all that came about, but I would love to know. May never know. Um, yep. You know, uh, and again, it's just interesting. I think, you know, whenever you have a shiny new object, right? I mean, everybody yeah. thinks, well, that's, you know, we we, we want to go there because, and, and, there, and, and I'm not saying that everybody just saw dollar signs. I mean, I have no idea how the pay works from one to the other or whatever that right. I'm just saying that. In general, when something like this comes in and, and gets known, um, and, and especially, you know, it's Kyle Larson, it's Brad Sweet, it's Flow Racing, it's, you know, you got all these, everybody has a perception of how it's going to be, and it'll be interesting to see if, you know, if reality after, you know, six months or a year of, of racing these races how reality works versus perception and you know but i i think that again it opens up you know it obviously opened up a bunch of positions with the world of outlaws for for people to then maybe somebody's working for a regional series or whatever a track and they step up and now they get to go work for the outlaws so you know it's um jobs jobs lost or you know jobs open their jobs created so that's um you know, it it and I think again sometimes competition is good. Uh, now the outlaws have a competitor. It'll be interesting to see how that changes how they do things throughout the course of the season and what. And then I think there's a little bit of a delayed um, bounce that we're going to get because the outlaws may have things in mind that they will do for next year. Um, you know, that, that they just couldn't pivot quickly enough to get. So I think it's going to be interesting to see what the landscape in 410 sprint car racing looks like um, going into 2025 after a year of these two series, um, you know, banging away at each other. And, right. and one thing's for sure, there's there's a lot more opportunity for anybody who owns a 410 sprint car to go racing now uh, than there yep. was. Uh, and especially anybody from, say, your area, because as you say, the All-Stars, 
um, we're basically an East Coast, uh, Eastern series, uh, Midwest, Northeast, um, you know, and now uh, everything's different. You got two national series now and yep. no regional series, really. Um, right. So it's a different landscape now. Um, you know, hey, you said you said that laws would open up a regional. Maybe maybe they would have a regional. Well, <laughs> I mean, I'm uh, excuse me. I'm hoping that that somebody needs to do. I just think, I just I think there needs to be more of that um, in sprint cars because right now, I mean, yeah, you've got pockets of the country like. You know, I mean, we talk about Pennsylvania all the time. There's tons of sprint cars over there. You got your sort of Midwest, if that's what you want to call it. You know, Illinois, you know, Indiana, all of that. Um, you know, you've got. Wait, could you could you imagine an Outlaws region regional series in Pennsylvania? How would that work? You See, know what I mean? Like, what are you, the Pennsylvania Posse, or are you the Outlaw Regional Posse? Like, what is, well, you know, I, how, how do you do that? I, I mean, again, it's how it's put together. I, I mean, right. if it, to me, I think if I'm one of these brands, if I'm High Limit or I'm World of Outlaws, um, I'm looking at this like if I can, if I can take my brand and I can actually dip down. I look at it almost as a feeder. You know, if if you if you could find a way to pump some some money and some some prestige into an area like PA, um, and and maybe you know give them a nice streaming opportunity or whatever, um, you know, and and then you got guys like I said, I you know Devin Borden is is I think he's twenty one. That kid is just an incredible talent up there in PA. He's from the state of Washington and, and got an opportunity to race for his motor builder in Pennsylvania a couple of years ago, um, just running a handful of races. And now he's established himself as one of the best racers in PA and, you know, built a whole brand and, and all of that. And he's, you know, there's a kid that that you know if he if he could ever go national would be really exciting to watch. Um, you know, but that's an example of how you could you could almost grow your your national series by by developing some regions and building some loyalty, and then um, kind of making it possible for you know maybe some of the top drivers to get noticed enough that when opportunities open up with these big teams. It, like I said, it becomes kind of a feeder, and I think somebody could do well to take a look at that and try to do something similar to what ASCS has done with the 360s yeah. because, to me, that just seems like a winning formula. Right. What did I tell you in the first show that we had a couple months ago? What did I tell you? Do you remember? Uh, about what? I was telling you that this is why capitalism is amazing. Right. Competition yeah. is amazing. Yep. It opens up opportunity. When you have competition, because yeah. it raises it, it, you have to raise yourself. You know what I mean. You have sure. to, you have to make yourself better, and so that that's what that's what opens up all these opportunities that that could possibly happen. You know, so um, that's that's why it's good to have competition. When you when you go in and you're the only national series, you know, and you make the rules. I mean, you know, there's there's not a lot of opportunity to be had. But now that you've got competition. It opens up a lot of doors for a lot sure of people. Yeah, hundred percent. You are hundred percent right, and I think, I think that uh, this year is going to be a lot of fun to watch, uh, and it's going to really keep four ten sprint car racing in the national motorsports conversation because obviously with Kyle Larson uh, being you know the, the at least you know part of the ownership group. Um, you know, even the folks who follow NASCAR are going to be paying attention. And, you know, it's it's just going to be a lot of fun to, to see how this plays out because I think there will probably be some, some, some surprises along the way. And, again, you know, the outlaws really didn't have time to react with any kind of real sort of ingenuity or difference of their own. Um, before the season started, so it'll be interesting to see what they counter with in 2025. Um, you know, and and it, it it could go a lot of different ways. So, uh, you know, it's been it's always fun to to keep up with what's going on in the racing world, and and I think 
Um, sprint car racing has been kind of uh, dormant, uh, if you will, for a while in terms of sort of anything new or innovative um, per se. Uh, and so this is really, I think this is great uh, to bring attention to the whole of that discipline of the sport, Brandon, and give all you guys a little bit more credit and a little bit more attention Um you know that, uh, that that this is going on, and and uh, so many more eyes are going to be on your type of racing. Yeah, well, the, the, my hope is, you know, uh, and a lot of people have used sprint car racing as, as like a like a ladder. They uh, use this like uh, to go to to NASCAR and stock car racing yeah, and things. It's, it's all it's always been a stepping stone, but you know, you don't really you don't really see that in, out of any other the dirt series. You know, usually when you go to dirt lake models or modified that's kind of that's where you wanted to be yeah. but uh, but the sprint cars has not really ever been that way um but uh I, I think now with what's happening i think we might see younger drivers you know like uh like selzy and and uh Kofoid and people like that that have you know uh ryan Thames. there's been more people to say you know they had no interest in doing the stock car thing that they wanted to run sprint cars yep. so uh i think things like this is going to make uh make that happen even more i think you're going to want to see people that are that are looking at uh high limit and outlaws as the pinnacle again so again that that's what makes this all exciting too is i i think uh with all this going down i think we're making we're making sprint car racing better we're we're making it uh to where people look at it as more of a pinnacle instead of a stepping stone for sure well um if you want to keep up with brandon brandon hanks uh racing on facebook and uh is your instagram brandon hanks racing too um I don't even know what my Instagram. <laughs> I, uh, so busy I with insurance and a kid that uh, you forget. Uh, no kidding, no kidding. Uh, my my Twitter, I get on Twitter a lot. It's Brandon uh, underscore K underscore Hanks. Okay, but, uh, I, I usually get on Twitter a lot more than I do Instagram. Um, usually, anything I post to Facebook will go to Instagram automatically anyway. Okay, because they're both, they're both practically yeah. the same. But uh, but yeah, I don't I don't hardly get on Insta. It's usually Twitter for me. Well, and uh, you're planning a a, a a schedule of races uh, at Riverside that um, at least for right now you're thinking maybe running uh, trying to run a mix of three sixty and four ten. Uh, and so you know, hopefully it will be a nice long dry summer, and you can yeah. actually get some racing in this yeah, year. Yeah, <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, right now, right now, unless something just big changes, we're just kind of we're trying to focus on our businesses that we got going on right mm -hmm. now, and, and we were just going to race at home, which we got plenty of opportunity. It's about thirteen races between the yeah. four ten and three sixty, so. Uh, you know, that's that's more than enough for us right now um, to take care of and and uh, our other two or three businesses we got going on at the same time. So we're just trying to get all that stuff off the ground, get it going, and then uh, maybe 2025 we can focus a little more on the racing. But uh, we're just trying to, like I said, we're just trying to take care of things at home right now. Better hurry. won't be too long, yeah. and you'll be wanting to put the kid in the go-kart, and then you will have to retire. Uh, I, uh, I had a conversation <laughs> with a guy like that today. We were talking about Spencer racing, and I was like, you know, I don't really know that I want my kid to do this or not. This is very expensive, and you know, what you know, I used to, uh, I used to get a kick out of watching my dad race. I don't know if if I've ever talked to you about dad racing carts no. before. Yeah, dad raced go karts. Uh, my first two that. years in carts, and. Man, when I tell you, I had so much fun watching Dad race. I, I had just as I had just as much fun watching Dad race as I did racing myself. And um, I used to get a kick out of watching him. And I remember, um, I remember we were at Boonville, uh, Mississippi, one night, and uh, the Eddie Burns Memorial Race. And I uh, I watched Dad pass two guys. He went right through the middle of two guys down the back stretch on the start of a race, and I. I just remember laughing. Just, I had so much fun watching that old man race. Didn't know Dad um, had that much fortitude, did you? Oh yeah, yeah. And, and winning <laughs> winning a race at Atoka one night, um, he was sitting on the grid, and and one of the Bynum kids had something had happened. With one of the Bynum kids, and he had to be airlifted. Oh, uh, wow. He yeah, he pulled in the infield, and 
uh, he told one of the officials, he's like, I don't feel good. And then he just kind of went out. And so wow. they had him airlifted. And, well, Dad never worked on his own go-karts um, before. He, he always focused on mine. We always worried about getting mine right. And then we would, you know, we'd fool with mine for three or four hours. And sure. then we'd put his on the scales. And he uh, he would uh, look at the scales. Or, and I would read the numbers off to him on scales. Like, yeah, yeah, that's good. Let's just load it. And, you know, <laughs> we never put really any effort to his stuff. And we went to that token one night, and that, and that happened with buying them. And we sat around for maybe two hours waiting on him to get out. And, uh, well, everybody had kind of put their carts back at their pit area, and they were working on it, changing. And I asked Dad, I said, do you want to do anything? And he said, no, I'm not worried about it. And he's just sitting there on the grid on the ground, um, just sitting in the cart, just waiting. We crank up. He gets ready to go. And I I, I stepped on the left rear for some reason. I was like, Dad, the left rear's about flat. Oh, it'll be all right. Just, I'm just going to go. And he <laughs> went. And, and, and when I tell you he went out there and he uh, – put over half a track on him <laughs> it was not an understatement he absolutely killed him he had him some stagger and, going back there yeah he had something going on and and it was funny he would look left and right because he was always looking for somebody to pass him or he was like where is everybody and he just he was just so fast in that race and i remember i won't call him out but there was a guy that used to win pretty frequently in that class that dad was in and he pulled off the track and he said i want that man protested he hasn't won a race he hasn't competed all year long and he just goes out there and waxes us and uh the tech man looked at him he said well he said i'll i'll take your money and i'll tear him down but i'll have you know that was my go-kart and that was my engine i just built it <laughs> so, so the tech man it was the one we bought the cart from you know That's so funny. yeah uh jeff ragsdale was one that built okay. that, that engine yeah. and that that frame but yeah that was that i used to get such a kick out of watching dad racing so i think about that too is is uh you know what i enjoy it watching spencer just as much uh i i like to think that i would but another part of me thinks that i would be super anxious to watch my kid race at the same time yeah so i don't i don't know i don't know how i feel about so it. expensive I'm, now too I'm, yeah get them a set of golf clubs it. Yeah, well, <laughs> let them make you some money. <laughs> well, again, uh, Ken Schrader, and I don't mean to go on all these stories. I I think I right. told you the story, but Ken Schrader was at Riverside one night, and I was in a micro, and um, you know, I I never met him, and I wanted to talk to him. I wanted to get some advice. Sure. And so I I I got to talking to him for a second. I said, Mister Ken, have you got any you know advice for me? Like, what what would you do if you were me? And he said. I would take up golf, kid, and walked off. Exactly. He didn't say another word to me. <laughs> so it's funny you say that. And this is the same exactly... Ken Schrader who's still driving dirt cars. Yeah. yeah. How are you going to tell me to play golf <laughs> and you're still racing today? Yeah. But, but yeah, he, I'll never forget that. He turned around and walked off as soon as he told me that, too. He, yeah. And I, I I think he was serious. No, I'm sure he was. But, he's, um, he's probably having but, a bad night then. He probably wasn't running very well. Probably not, yeah. but but yeah, no, I I I don't know. Maybe I should get the kids some golf clubs and say the heck with it. But I don't know. We all love it. I mean, we we love it so much. It's it, it's it's an addiction for sure. But um, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm gonna let the kid decide, and I'll be happy either way. Um, if he goes racing, I'll I'll love it, and if he doesn't, I'll, my wallet will love it at least. So. <laughs> um, I, I laugh at all the parents that say that uh, you know the ball sports are so expensive. Like, okay, oh, they can yeah. be. Um, they can be. Yeah, they sure but... can. You start buying equipment for you know hockey or whatever or football. Right. Um, if you got to pay for all that and then you got to travel and do all that, yeah, it ain't cheap. But um, oh, I, you I know, don't. I don't doubt it's not. Tennis cheap, is expensive it's... too for the coaching and the what. That's the problem is you got to get all the coaching and the training and. You know, ain't nothing cheap anymore when it comes no. to sports. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's yeah. uh, racing is, you know, quite a quite a haul. But uh, it's it's oh. just hard. It, it you know when you've been doing it yourself for so long, you know, yeah. and especially if the kid, um, you know, kind of gets old enough to be aware of what you're doing, and then goes to the track and watches daddy, he's going to want to yeah. do the same thing, right? So, yeah. well. Uh, yeah. I find it hard. To, I find it hard to compare other sports to you know close to ninety thousand dollars. Oh, of course not. Now. Sure. And right. Tires. You know, I, I've heard rumors about our tires are fixing to go up again. Oh so, boy. 
Jeez. Yeah, so I I don't know. I don't know uh I don't know what the future is as far as that goes. But yeah, I I, I don't know. I like I said, I'm gonna let that let that little boy decide himself. Absolutely. Uh, but uh we're gonna we're gonna keep putting our uh, our money in our insurance policies and we're gonna keep saving our money and then uh whenever he's ready to do whatever, we're gonna we're gonna fund it that way. Yeah, so. There you go. That's the way to do it. Well, um, always fun, Brandon, and uh, look forward to having you back again soon here. We'll uh, keep everybody up to date as things uh, things progress, and, uh, and we'll get you back on here and do a little Chili Bowl uh, conversation as well. Uh, so uh, for now, however, I want to thank you all for tuning in to the Tom Baker Show this week. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we've got another great show planned for next week, and a lot of stuff coming up in 2024. We're going to be doing some very different things with this show uh, as we get into 2024. We're excited about all of that. So uh, for now, uh, we'll close this show, the Tom Baker Show. Until next time, I'm Tom Baker. Thanks for listening, and thanks to our sponsor, Wiggity Wayne Sauces. Go visit their website, wiggitywaynesauces.com, and get you a sampler pack of some of the best sauces and ketchups and rubs that you will ever taste in your life. I'm Tom Baker. Thanks for listening. So long. You've been listening to The Tom Baker Show. Mm-hmm.